Hello and welcome to Marathon Time Breakthrough. I'm joined as usual by Dr. Dave Bird. Dave, how are you today? Hello, I'm very well. Hope you are too. Always. Can't, can't complain at all. So today we're going to be covering four different but related subjects. But rather than me witter on about it, I'm going to hand straight over to Dr. Dave and ask you, Dave, how is it that history, ancient history, ties in with the marathon? Okay, that's a great lead-in because... We all know the marathon is an iconic event and it's made iconic by the fact that Pheidippides all those years ago ran from the plains of Marathon to Athens to announce a famous battle victory and in so doing ran those iconic 26.2 miles. What I'd like to do is reflect on that epic journey and in short the four phases are the trails phase which is obviously the initial bit when he left the battle scene, the steps phase, when he alighted the steps in, you know, one of the temples in Athens, Mm -hmm. the pillars phase, as he got closer to, you know, where he's proclaiming this famous victory. Mm -hmm. And then finally, when you proclaim any big victory or any spectacular success, you want to shout from the rooftops. And that's why I call the final phase the pediment phase, because that is a name for a kind of temple roof which, as you'll see, is a nice metaphor for the for the tapering or peaking phase of your marathon training. So that's when you get to the top of what you're doing. Absolutely. Excellent job. So do you want to go through those one by one? I will do indeed. There's no better place to start than the trails phase because this is often called base training and, and people get often very confused by that term anyway. And I really like the term trails, not just because of the link with that story, mm-hmm. but it's actually encouraging you for once to forget about the harsh kind of tarmac, get off the road, get onto scenic trails. Frankly, really enjoy your running because in a sense, this is your pre-marathon training. I know it's kind of part of the marathon training schedule that I'm describing, but This is the bit when the focus is more on time on your feet, enjoying the scenery, um, not worrying about a watch. I will often advise some pretty high level clients that I've got Mm. to go out without a watch, which sounds like heresy to them. Mm -hmm. But this is the time, as I say, to just um, listen to the birds singing and watch the scenery and and just enjoy yourself, but get those miles in. Because there's a serious purpose to all this, and that is to provide the essential conditioning, and we're going to use this term again that we've used in previous episodes, the marathon proofing that gives you the strength and durability for the more challenging later stages. Oh, excellent. Okay, so we've gone through the base stage. Which I'm calling the trail phase. Trail phase, right. Now, why do you call it the trail phase? Just because I really want people to think in terms of off-road and think right, of trails. Okay. Is it always baffles me when I'm driving back along a, a highway or a dual carriageway and I see runners that are obviously not doing like a peak session where they require a flat mm-hmm. um, course, but they're running on the side of a major highway, absorbing all that pollution. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, why? Why are you not out in the countryside enjoying you know, the fresh air, actually benefiting from you know the gentle undulations mm-hmm. or the slight challenge of a, of a gravel substrate? Because all these little facets, they improve... 
um, your strength and durability, as I, as I said, mm. um, for, for the later phases. Okay, so after the trial phase? Well, before we do that, it's actually three T's within it. There's time on your feet, mm-hmm. there's terrain, as we've talked about, mm-hmm. and then this is also a great time to look at your technique. You have in the past said to me that one of the best ways that people can see if their technique is good or not is to get someone to film them as they're running. Preferably when they don't know they're being filmed. Absolutely. So, I mean, people can use something simple like a, a mobile phone with a decent camera on, something like an iPhone. It's never been a better time to perfect your technique using technology. Yeah. Um, get a get a friend, a fellow runner, a spouse, whatever, and as long as they're able to take footage of you running towards them and then away from them and then side on, mm. you have got the perfect uh, video footage. Make sure that you look at your technique in that way mm-hmm. at several different paces, the ones that you're likely to be using in your training. So right. okay. the slow jog, the, the easy run, you know, the steady run, right up to doing kind of faster intervals. So what should we be looking for once we've got the video of uh, us running? Well, first and foremost, although there is numerous YouTube videos on the perfect technique, it's got to be a technique that suits you because you're going to be doing a hell of a lot of training, including the marathon itself. But that said, what I would really look for is a slight forward lean, Mm -hmm. a very efficient arm action and even though we're encouraged by various kids on street corners to lift our legs, what we really need is is quite an efficient low knee lift with with an emphasis on kind of forward momentum, not too much up and down and and not too much torso rotation either. I'm going to set you up again here. Right. Because what Dave's going to do is once a week, if you send your video into Dave, no more than 30 seconds, how would you want it? Front on, side on? Um, I would say no more than 30 seconds um, in any one position. Remember to vary the pace a little bit to get in all those different paces. But if they, if, if you can send me some footage um, front on, back on and side on, then yes, I'm willing to have a look at that technique for so, you. So one person a week is going to get that done. So that could be you. So no more than once a week because Dave is very busy with his personal consulting clients. But one of you is going to get that just by sending in a video. And there'll be details under this video where you can find out where to send them. Very easy. So there we have it. We've got the first phase. So Dave, what's the second one? Pheidippides has now left the trail and he's now arrived in Athens and he's going up the steps of of this temple. And steps is obviously a metaphor because... This is where you transition from that easy marathon proofing, time on your feet kind of approach to actually testing out the transition to very challenging marathon specific training. Mm -hmm. And what I encourage people to do, and again, the steps is a great metaphor for this, is get in some inclines, start working at different paces as well as different kind of effort levels going Mm -hmm. uphill because you've got to not only get used to time on your feet, but you've got to get used to your body and your heart working at different rates of intensity to Mm -hmm. cope with the very specific training. Excellent. So that's two. Next one. The next one is the pillars phase. And this is where 
rubber hits the road Mm -hmm. because this is the challenging marathon specific phase and this is the longest phase typically in a full program I set with my clients this is an eight week phase in itself Mm -hmm. and this is where they do the marathon specific training that gets them to the start line after a taper that we'll go on to in a minute, ready to to meet that challenge. And just very quickly, I'll mention the four key sessions Mm -hmm. within this phase, the long run, Mm because we continue that theme from the trails, but we extend the long run progressively through this. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, there's the marathon pace run, where you get increasingly adept at running at marathon pace as part of your long run Mm -hmm. for longer periods of time. Then thirdly, there's, there's the faster, longer run, which is, as the name suggests, it's it's developing stamina by running at a faster pace for longer. Mm-hmm. Not flat out, but faster for longer. And then finally, at the kind of faster end of the spectrum of these four key sessions, are the faster repeats, which is your classic kind of interval training that is often done on a track, but not like sprints over 100 metres. We're talking about three-minute reps, two-minute reps, that kind of ilk. Excellent. So I think we're coming on to the last phase now. Yeah, and that is the pediment phase, which, as you remember, is the roof of the temple. And this is where you taper down and you reach a peak. So all that hard training, you preserve. The key word here is you preserve that fitness. This Mm -hmm. is not a time for trying anything new, in fact, what I encourage, just as one takeaway, is I, I do a session called Peak Repeats for my clients where they do similar sessions to in the fillers phase, but they mm. allow longer recovery because mm. the emphasis here is keeping the intensity up but allowing a longer recovery. And then the other key thing is the volume goes down significantly. It's I always set this for three weeks for the marathon and the volume goes down, goes down significantly each mm. week. Excellent. So we've had the four phases. Yeah. So that was the trail phase, the yeah. step phase, the yeah. pillar phase and the pediment well, phase. Well remembered. It's what I'm paid to do. <laughs> <laughs> when people get to the last phase, yes. how does that tie in with their actual marathon event? I always set it for three weeks. I think you need three weeks to taper down. Let's take extremes. If it's six weeks you're tapering down too much and you'll end up being a bit kind of flat and Mm -hmm. jaded. Well, not even jaded, the opposite. You'll be kind of too fresh and you'll have lost some training benefit that you Mm -hmm. could have accrued and with some extra pillars training. But far worse is if you don't allow enough time, which is the most common mistake, by the way, Mm -hmm. then you arrive at the finish line. You might feel, well, forget the finish line. You might not arrive at the finish line, but you'll arrive (laughs) at the start line feeling jaded and Mm. quite flat and even even kind of psychologically you won't feel quite as up for the this incredibly challenging event as if you'd allowed the three weeks so it's a bit like the goldilocks porridge thing Mm -hmm. um you know it's just the right temperature three weeks is just right so don't forget you've got uh, the possibility to have dave look at your running videos 30 seconds from from front side and back here yeah and and sort of vary the pace a little bit at, at each so you're working through the full spectrum of, of paces you'd expect to be doing during a marathon training yeah and and i'm assuming if someone sends a video in 
mm. and they don't get it that particular week, they can try another week, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah, There's absolutely no problem with that whatsoever. So it's just a random pick out of the virtual hat, as it were. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So there you go. That's been another episode of Marathon Time Breakthrough with Dr. Dave Bird. Um, I hope you have enjoyed everything that they've shared and we look forward to seeing you again in the next episode. Thanks again, Dave. You're welcome. <laughs>